0: Spirit Radio Podcasts. I haven't reported that much in the news this week, but last week in Argentina, a bill to legalise abortion was defeated in the Senate. But what led to that abortion bill being defeated in Argentina? And what was the difference between Argentina and Ireland? Well, obviously, the first difference was that it was debated in the Senate rather than by popular vote. Well, on the line to give us her thoughts, we've our regular political commentator, Susan Phillips. Susan, good morning to you. Susan, good morning to you. Good morning to you, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I've got you there now. Susan, first of all, I think before we go into the actual uh, debate and the vote in the Senate in Argentina, it would be good just to talk about Argentina as as a country in the first place.
1: Absolutely. Well, Argentina, as you know, occupies a whole stretch of uh, the south of uh, South America. Um, It speaks Spanish. It has uh, many resources. It's got a well-educated workforce. It's one of their biggest economies. However, they've had quite a few dramatic booms and busts, you know, even in my time. But its political life has often been troubled by military coups, best known for the one that followed the 1982 invasion of the Falkland Islands. Um, The present president, who is Mauricio Macri, he's been there since 2015. He's sort of called slightly conservative. But the difference is, is that in the Argentine system, he is both head of state and head of government. Oh, by the way, it has 45 million inhabitants and the capital is Buenos Aires.
0: So tell us a little bit about the current law in relation to abortion that's in place in Argentina. Well, what happened is is
1: that unlike here in Ireland, where we had a referendum because of our constitutional um, changes that would have to be made, they didn't. And as you just said in your introduction, they had two votes. They, had, they have two chambers. They have a chamber of deputies, that's the lower house. And in June of narrowly passed, which would allow abortion to come in in much wider areas than it is at the moment. At the moment, it's just for rape and um, fatal fetal abnormalities. So the chamber of deputies, the lower house, passed this in June, but the Senate or the Senate had to vote as well to allow this legalization to go through. It's called elective abortion. And in fact, the vote didn't go as everybody thought it probably would. Um, and they voted. The Senate voted against legalizing it. So this was a kind of a huge uh, surprise. I mean, hundreds—you probably saw the pictures—hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, mainly women. You saw them uh, standing out on a fairly cold and rainy night, and they wear these green handkerchiefs, which is the symbol of saying we want a- abortion to come in. Um, it was very, very close. Wendy, the Senate vote—it was thirty-eight. One, but it was rejected
0: and presumably there was similar kind of pro-life demonstrations was there, Susan? yes
1: there were and they wore blue um handkerchiefs now i don't think we had that here but so it's sort of green versus blue but obviously the arguments and the if you looked at all the signs that were held up one in english said uh, take your rosaries from our ovaries and then on the other hand the blue sign said um that this was a, a statement by the president of a law uh, is passed in a democratic Argentina, which permits the elimination of one human by another. So the the actual um, kind of messages were the same. And it it was interesting that 60 Irish parliamentarians, I don't know their names, actually signed a letter uh, which was sent to the senators urging them to vote in favour of the bill. But as I say, they didn't. But there was a lot of uh, chat about well, if Catholic Ireland can introduce abortion, why can't very Catholic? Argentina.
0: So what was the difference between Ireland and Argentina? I saw uh, many articles during the week, Susan, saying that there was a lot more diversity of opinion and voices in the media, for example, and obviously in political spheres where in Ireland there was pretty much no political representation for the one-third of our country that voted against abortion.
1: Yeah, but you see, Wendy, don't forget that the majority, well, all our major parties were were for the um, change. So it, it was much more contentious, and of course, it wasn't a vote by the people, and people are now saying, well, had it been a vote by the people, it would have gone through like the Irish one did, and it didn't go through. But one of the very big differences is that the Argentine is the home to Pope Francis. Now, he's the first South American um, pope, and a Jesuit, and he is very interested in what happens locally, and he, obviously, he came out very strongly writing to the added something uh, that was not did not go down well. He just said abortion is similar to the white glove equivalent of the Nazi era eugenics program. You know, he got very strongly into it. But the interesting thing is, is that many people have said that who have analysed our own referendum, and they have said that. Reminder to the Catholic Church that actually we are not very pleased with some of your practices which have come to light. And it has been said and I read it this morning that as we know the recent news from Pennsylvania you know the grand jury in relation to clerical uh, findings of uh, clerical abuse which came out yesterday showing clerical abuse on a huge scale. I mean it's a worldwide story, it's not just Irish story. And some people are saying that had that story come out last
0: In terms of um, looking at Ireland's legislation now in relation to abortion, Susan, where is that at?
1: Well, it's quite interesting, in fact, because
0: there were three um,
1: people who objected. Now, under our constitution, after we've had a referendum, if people can prove in the High Court that there've been omissions or additions which don't sit under our constitution, then they are allowed to. Um, complaint. And in fact, there were three complaints. Two were dismissed by uh, President of the High Court, Justice Peter Kelly, almost immediately. They have to come within a week, I think, of the end of the referendum. Um, Two were rejected, and one by Mr. Charles Byrne was allowed to have an appeal, and that could be heard today. Now, we're not sure about that, but the appeal, what what he was saying was, he was saying that there were big areas of deregistering. That means that you go along to vote and you find that your name's been taken off. Now, he has to prove that, doesn't he? And the other point which he said was one of his um, uh, arguments was that various public statements which were made by the Taoiseach and other members of the government to the effect that the Eighth Amendment endangered women's lives misled other voters who heard them to just think the opposite, and was it undermining the credibility of the no, or it did, and so he has objected on those lines, but he has, this is on appeal, he's already been turned down and he's appealed it, so we cannot, our our government cannot go ahead and legislate for abortion as per what the referendum stated until that Article 40.3.3 has been removed, and it cannot be removed until
0: So um, basically, we don't know when the legislation will be put into place. No, we don't.
1: And obviously, as we've been reading there's pressure on Simon Harris to you know, hurry it through, he had said maybe uh, everything would be through by the 1st of January. There was a lot of pressure on him to bring it earlier. But as he stated, I can do nothing till finally this appeal is either upheld or rejected.
0: Susan, thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. That's our political analyst there, Susan Phillips.
1: Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out, subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.